Well, there is so much happening on the royal front right now. King Charles III will appoint his first new British Prime Minister in the coming week. This moment comes courtesy of the UK's political chaos. Liz Truss stepping down as the country's leader after only 44 days in office. What a turbulent month or two, huh? Meanwhile, royal watchers are looking ahead to the King's coronation. That's May next year. And what will that mean for Camilla? Let's cross now to Royal Commentator Victoria Arbiter, who is down under in Melbourne. Nice to see you in Australia, Victoria. Welcome back. Uh, there's some clarification needed over Camilla's official title. Can you explain what this means, please? Good morning to you. Well, yes, it's the consort part of Camilla's title that really is causing a lot of discussion. You may remember on the eve of the Queen's Platinum Jubilee earlier this year, she made a surprise announcement that it was her wish that as and when the time came, Camilla be known as Queen Consort. But interestingly, Queen Consort is more of a position than it is a title. It denotes the position of the wife of the reigning king. And so people are saying, why are we referring to her as Queen Consort as a opposed to Her Majesty the Queen or simply Queen Camilla. Well, there are two schools of thought. Some people have said that it's simply too soon to refer to Camilla as Queen, particularly those that were fans of Diana. It doesn't sit quite right with them. Others have said that simply uh, so soon after the late Queen Elizabeth II's death, it's too confusing. When you say the Queen, do you mean the late Queen? Do you mean the current Queen? So there has been talk that aides at Buckingham Palace are hoping that the consort pit bit may start to slide away and Camilla will be known as Her Majesty the Queen or indeed Queen Camilla as other previous consorts have been known. And perhaps after the coronation that might sort of creep yeah. in. Uh, speaking of the coronation, there is a search on for a crown for Camilla. Surely they've, they've got a few in yeah. storage there in at the, the crown palace? Room. Mm. In the crown room, yes. Well, as first world problems go, this is not one many of us can relate to. But given the controversy that surrounds a number of the gems within the royal collection, there's been a bit of debate over which crown Queen Camilla may choose to be crowned with. For a long time, people assumed that if she were crowned side by side with Charles, which we know now will happen, that she would use the crown worn by the late Queen Elizabeth, the Queen Mother. The problem is it's adorned with the Kohinoor diamond, India, Pakistan, Afghanistan, Iran, all lay claim to that diamond. So officials are very scared of inciting a diplomatic row if Camilla is seen wearing the crown with that diamond in place. So there's been talk that perhaps she'd wear Queen Adelaide's crown. It was used in 1831. The problem with that is it's pretty much just a shell. It's been stripped of all its riches, so it would need to be gussied up a little. <laughs> Others have said, well, perhaps she'll, she'll have a new crown made, as other queen consorts have done in the past. But given the cost of living crisis, that's unlikely. I think Charles and Camilla want to be very sensitive to the current economic climate. So my guess is that she will wear the Queen Mother's crown, but they will remove that diamond and replace it either with a crystal or other gems. There are certainly lots to choose from, but given how close Charles was to his late grandmother, I think it'd be a nice nod to their relationship and a, a classic sign of the continuity for which the royal family's famed. I can shove a little cubic zirconia in there. No, no. Nice, no, no. Uh, the big news uh, to come out of the UK overnight, of course, is Liz Truss standing down as PM over just a few days. Uh, what will that mean for the royal family? What a tumultuous time. 
What a tumultuous time indeed. Well, on the face of it, it doesn't really mean anything for the royal family, although I suspect they are as irritated with this revolving door at Downing Street as the rest of the country. The king does have to accept her formal resignation and he will have to appoint a new prime minister. Officially, it's a formality. Uh, it was only last week that he conducted his very first official private audience with, with the prime minister at Buckingham Palace. Uh, he was overheard to say, dear, oh dear, when she arrived. I wonder if the language was quite so civil and genteel today upon this news. So it doesn't really mean anything for the royal family, but it just goes to show that there's something to be said for having a politically neutral head of state, because we know that Charles is in the top job, certainly for the foreseeable future, barring any unforeseen circumstances. Victoria, though, do you think the palace would feel some sort of pressure to step up, though, and, and to be seen to be providing some sort of leadership in such a tumultuous time? I think they'll definitely be keen to promote the stability and the continuity for which people look to the royal family. Just this week, the king has conducted a number of important engagements on behalf of the government. He welcomed the president of Gabon, the president of Togo, to Buckingham Palace. He also met with the ambassador to Ukraine and the high commissioner of Pakistan. So all of those are formal ceremonial jobs that he does conduct on behalf of the government. He's also going to be seen out and about doing what royals do. But I think they're going to be very keen. Yes, you're quite right to promote that sense of stability while par uh, Parliament and, and Downing Street pretty much implodes. Yeah. All right. Hey, Victoria, finally, uh, King Charles's Aussie visit has been announced for 2024. No exact date yet, so we're just keeping the whole year free. Um, <laughs> that feels like it feels like quite a long way away to make an announcement. Why the long lead time? Is it working out what to wear, what to paint, what what? Well, yeah, who knows what to pack, right? Well, it's interesting, this one, Larry, because, yes, there's been a lot of talk over here that this date has been officially announced, but Buckingham Palace certainly hasn't announced anything just yet. If indeed it is 2024, that's not down to King Charles. That's down to the Australian government because members of the royal family visit countries based on an invitation from the government of that country. So it'll be uh, the Australian side, really, that's saying 2024, if, in fact, that is when it is. But as you say, it is quite a long way off. Australia is a very important Commonwealth realm. It's somewhere that members of the royal family love to visit. So I wouldn't rule out 2023 for certainly a member of the royal family to come, if not the king and queen. Sounds good. Hey, Victoria, did you see the dodgy painting that King Charles did? <laughs> no, I haven't. Oh, you what got... is this painting? Oh, must Google it. It's uh, going for about $3,500, which uh, Kylie's scratch on her bumper from Westfield cost me. <laughs> <laughs> it's off Balmoral, but just quickly, as we say goodbye, because we don't have time, the new season of The Crown drops very soon. Will you be watching? No, I don't think I will, Kylie. No. So here's the thing. Seasons one and two loved it. I thought it was so well done, brilliantly acted, great sets, all of that jazz. But I think the fact that these imagined conversations are causing so much damage to people that are living, they have no means to push back against these revelations, uh, revelatory conversations that aren't even real. They are imagined. Mm. Um, and the problem is I live in the US. There's a lot of people in the US who believe The Crown is a documentary as opposed to a fictionalized drama so ah, it's not for me yeah let it go you come to the movies with me we'll go and watch black adam <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in yeah I'm in. see you there thanks <laughs> thanks victoria